Bring magic into your life every Sunday night. Play the magic word game at Rainbow Soul. Visit rainbowsoul.show. Subscribe to Rainbow Soul newsletter and watch out for it in your email. Why? Well, inside that newsletter will be a magic word. Some words maybe you never even heard of. And we will explore the definition and history in the show. If you recognize the word, be sure to share your wisdom with Rainbow Soul in your comment. Each newsletter will have a new magic word. If you know the word when we ask for it, you can simply put it in the comments. First commenter gets a free Rainbow Soul sticker. They are round stickers with Rainbow Soul logo and they say, Rainbow Soul Transgender is Sacred. Hashtag Rainbow Soul Vodcast. As well as a queer version and non-binary version printed on high quality, large circle stickers. The platforms will keep the time of your post and this will determine who wins. If two or more people all say it within the same minute, according to the platforms, everyone gets a sticker. You can win up to three different times, three different stickers, non-binary, transgender, queer. Rainbow Soul will contact you through message depending on the platform you commented during the live to get your address slash mailing information for your sticker. We do not share any of this information, including your email. You will receive Rainbow Soul newsletter, but you can always unsubscribe if you choose. Welcome to Rainbow Soul, a live show and podcast in search of deep answers and medicine about consciousness, spirituality, witchcraft, natural magic, and queer inclusive spiritual paths of many varieties. We will explore the use of herbs, candles, colors, and nature in our personal lives, as well as queer-inspired rituals designed with transgender and non-binary people in mind. We are welcoming all pagans, indigenous two-spirits, witchy folks, conscious seekers, and people off the beaten path who want to explore the human spiritual experience that we are all capable of having. With deep reverence and anti-racist values, inclusivity, and a healthy and honest respect for our ancestors, Rainbow Soul brings diverse guests and topics all related to queer spiritual experience. Tap into this amazing resource live and find a supportive, safe environment while exploring interesting topics and diverse guests. Listen on your favorite podcast platform and catch the show at your convenience and still participate in the contest and games. Get more information about games and contests at our website, rainbowsoul.show, rainbowsoul.show. Thank you for tuning in to Rainbow Soul. Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome back, Lacrosse. Yes, I'm back. Oh, oh. It's been, it feels like it's been forever. <laughs> it does feel like that. Oh. Well, I've definitely missed you. And um, I am, let me introduce myself. I'm Hollis Taylor from Rainbow Soul. And uh, I have a website called Divine Androgen. I'm divineandrogen.com and uh, I do all kinds of things. Psychic readings, I wrote a book and a lot of coaching and things like that. So, Cross, tell us who you are. 
I'm Lacrosse Ortiz, Jack of All Trades, Master Anon. I'm a Jewish Taino atheist, and I believe that spirituality doesn't have to be led by the divine. It's more of a journey and lots of accountability. So, um, yeah, that's that's where I stand. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fabulous. And um, guys, I'm going to tell you that we had um, Marlon Pixico uh, scheduled. I'm not sure what happened, but maybe there was some confusion about time zones or something like that. But uh, we can't seem to get a hold of him at this time. If he pops in, we'll definitely bring him in the show. And I'm um, so sorry about that. If you tuned in to catch Marlon, um, I know there's a lot of people out there in the Standing Rock Network and things like that. Um, so if you tuned in to see him, I'm sorry um, right now. But the cool thing is, is that lacrosse came up with a great alternative. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, like indigenous people, we believe in like your birth totem. Um, it kind of coincides a little bit with astro astrology. Um, not every... I want to clear this part up. Um, Northern indigenous and Southern indigenous and central indi indigenous people. We all have different types of power totems or birth totems or spirit guides or spirit totems. There's so many different, you know, things. So some people don't like the term totems. If you don't, I apologize. Um, I personally prefer to call them spirit guides. Uh, but I do call my birth totem like mine is the crow. Um, so what I wanted to do is kind of like talk about each animal and the months that they coincide with what direction they're from and things like that. And then you can kind of take notes. Um, there is a website. It's, it's a pretty generic website. So you're going to get basic generic information. Um, it's called what's my spirit animal.com. You know, it says native American Zodiac. Once again, I apologize for the terminology. Um, you know, some places still aren't up to uh, up with the program when it comes to terminology. So, um, so we're ready to dive in. I'm going to start later in the year only because like to me, a lot of people think the beginning is spring. For me, I prefer the fall. So I'm going to kind of start like summer leading into fall. So we're going to start with basically the first one and that's bear. Now bear is from August 23rd, I think to September 22nd. Okay. And wow, uh, that's me. yeah, so you're a bear totem. Um, and bears. And one thing I, I like to elaborate, do not focus just on the spiritual meaning, do the science, do the work, do the research, because there's so much information that can be given like something as perfect with the bear. They hibernate. Why do they hibernate? What's the purpose of hibernation? They hibernate for a reason. They're literally closing and shutting down because it's the cold weather. They can't hunt. They can't do anything. So they know that this is a good time to shut down. So how would you apply that spiritually? Whether it's in the winter or whatever time in your life, if the bear, um, the bear guide comes to you, it's telling you, shut down, shut down, take time, slow down hibernate for a little bit because sometimes sorry there's a fly i don't know what that's trying to tell me uh, <laughs> but you know sometimes you gotta set time aside for yourself and just go inside in deep so that you can reevaluate things but another thing about the bear is they're avid like they are fierce protectors especially of their young they're very fierce protectors of their families 
and we're not just talking blood families, people who they call them their families, you know, um, they are their, their, um, direction is from the, the West. Um, another thing about bears is they do think deeply. Um, they observe life a lot. They observe people a lot, you know, so these are, uh, these are just, like I said, just a few quick things about the bear. Like Hollis, do you think since now that you know your birth is a bear, can you think of things of the bear that you identify with? Yeah, I was just thinking like, well, in the wintertime, uh, when, when fall gets here, I'm usually like, yeah, gather all the vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> I try to get as many, as much food as I can on my oh, yeah. shelf and stuff. And I'm like ready to hibernate to some degree. And to some degree, right. uh, I kind of end up kind of being a little bit, not isolated, but I kind of den yeah. up. And, yeah. um, and I do a lot of self-healing usually in the wintertime. And I usually work on a project or something. And I usually have yeah. like something in mind. And um, I think what's interesting about bears is their massiveness. They're like, have you ever encountered a live bear? It's kind of a scary moment. Yeah. Yeah. I I never have. But I think you have a story to share about that. <laughs> I do. I just, <laughs> just like a couple of weeks ago, you guys, it's spring up here in the Rocky Mountains. Okay. So June is spring. Right. And so. I have motion lights in my backyard because I have wildlife and I want to know when they walk by. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's this little path that comes up from the national forest up into the neighborhood and there's the lights go off and I get up and look out the window just out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. And I am eye to eye with a very, very, very large. He's brown, but he's a black right okay. right so his face is real black and and his he's huge right right kind of your heart drops into your belly especially yeah. since there was only one not very strong glass door between the two between right. us right and he looked in my eyes and i looked in his eyes and i felt like every time this happens usually something big in my life shifts Right. And I, I think that's what's about to happen. But, right. and that was like kind of the omen or whatever. But it also was like, he had just woken up. You could tell. Mm. It was spring, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, kind of just woke up. Yeah. You, your heart drops into your belly. And I oh, just yeah. stepped back and the shock and everything that comes with seeing a bear live, especially just five or 10 feet away from you, was totally there. And I felt right. a little overwhelmed, you know, right. but at the same, but I mean, just big bears can sometimes be overwhelming. I think. Oh yeah. In their oh, yeah. presence. And sometimes I can be, sometimes <laughs> I can be too overwhelming. I yeah. yeah I, I mean, I think that's the whole thing is, is when you start seeing how you coincide with your birth um, animal or your birth spirit, you're just like, wow, this, this is me. This is so me, you know, the, all these attributes, you know, they, they coincide. Um, now the next one of course is my favorite because it's the crow. So that's September 23rd through October 22nd. Okay. Um, now the crow, the crow, of course, um, I'm a huge fan of the crow. I've been, the crow has been with me my entire life. 
uh, crows or tricksters. Uh, and that's another thing I also do want to reiterate. Don't just look at the good of the animal. Look at the bad as well, because then that could be a soul correction with you can find within yourself. Um, so, uh, crow, crow. What do you mean tricks? a soul correction? Like a something you can. Okay, like um, bears can be overly aggressive to the point of mean. So, if you don't want to be mean, that's a soul correction. That's something that you know that's within yourself that you have to work. Like the crow is a very good manipulator. Um, and I know that if I'm not careful, I can be very manipulative to get my own gain. I'm like, ooh, that's shiny. I want it. What am I going to do to get it? And if I'm not careful, I, I could use manipulation. I prefer to work for it. And um, because crows are busy, busy bodies, and they're always working. So there's there's a balance to that that you have to find. You can be aggressive, but you can be aggressive more factual than mean. You know, um, like with the bear, um, with the crow, instead of being manipulative, maybe you can be that busy body. Maybe you can work really hard because crows are working 24-7. They're always, you know... They, they, the only time they don't really have a lot of movement is at night. And I know they get this bad omen that they're like, oh, my God, if a crow is crowing at night, it's a bad thing. No, actually, it's a good thing because they're warning you of impending danger because most of the times they're in their nest. And if they're crowing, they're giving away where they are, where the owl can come, which is one of their um, enemies is the owl and will come and eat their their eggs. But they're also very intelligent. They have three different nests that they make. So you're not going to find them that easy. So, But if a crow does crow at night, it's because they're warning you something's coming. Be careful. Be cautious. Be aware. So um, so that's just, once again, little thing of the crow. Um, next one is, bear with me. I'm kind of scrolling through here. October 23rd through about November 21st is the snake totem uh snake of course everybody knows about the snake it's um shedding of the skin starting over um but there's also negative things they don't really think they just eat they just indulge they they're just out to do whatever it is they want to do and not really think of the consequences of it so when you're a snake you have to be careful yes it's good to eat it's good to that shed skin and rejuvenate, but don't do it carelessly. Don't, you know, if, if I don't know if you have any insight on the snake or, or anything I like that. I do because I was thinking that it definitely aligns with Scorpio, which is what I'm noticing here. Like bear, I don't, I guess it could be kind of Virgo. And hmm. then you just did the crow. And then yeah. I was like, that's kind of Libra like, and then yeah. Scorpio like snakes are definitely Scorpio like. Because yeah. Scorpio is about transformation. Right. And um, so snakes, I've had pet snakes and I love snakes. Oh, yeah. And I would yeah. say that is something that I've had to master being a Scorpio rising. Right. I have had to be careful about my stinger. Yeah. It's the same uh, thing with the snake. You have to be careful of your bite, you know, because some t you could be venomous. If you're not careful and, you know, that can cause a lot of damage and a lot of hurt. But I'm not going to lie. My snake, when she would tighten up around me, there was a comfort I would get of her just, you know, I don't know, just her tightening up around me, feeling her muscles and her scales just going across my skin. There was just 
something comforting from that for me. I mean, most people are like, ew, snake. I don't like it. But no, I love them. So. Me too. I'm right there with yeah. you. I love them too. And, I used to always call it snuggling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, next one, we're looking at December 23rd to January 19th. The direction is the north and it's the snow goose or goose. Um, now, I don't really know a lot about the goose here. It says they are seekers of spiritual enlightenment at the highest levels, though stoic goose, the geese, love belongs to no other than a true twin flame. Now, I've never observed geese because when I've seen geese, they're a little aggressive. <laughs> like if you're, if you're new too close to their babies, man, they will come with a vengeance. They will come with an aggression like, like I've never seen. But I also go to that ugly duckling, beautiful swan. You know, when I think of the geese, they're beautiful. Um, I think that's very transformative too. Like when you think of even so much as the story of the little ugly ducking that turned into this beautiful um, geese or swan, you know, the struggles that they go through when they can finally, you know, you go through a lot of struggles and then you finally come to this beauty, to this acceptance of yourself. I could just be throwing that out there. I don't know. But <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I'm Goose, geese are usually pretty territorial. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they're very territorial and protective of their eggs. I've, oh, yeah. uh, my son used to get attacked by a goose all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> we would yeah. go to this farm, this place we would go through, and they had a goose. And if any, like little kids, you know, they're smaller, so they're intimidated yeah. by me, who's standing at you know barely five foot. But right. the little kids who are just a couple feet, uh, they weren't intimidated by them. And they, <laughs> they would attack pretty much any kid that showed up on the land. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's so funny. She, uh, yeah. Yeah. She's pretty aggressive. And uh, she, she, when she wasn't having babies, she still yeah. was aggressive. So she, mm. she was territorial. She was like, this is my porch, even though her babies are grown or, uh, well, most of the time we ate her eggs. So. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that'll do it. <laughs> She's like, I was also thinking migration because they do migrate. That's a very interesting thing. Um, traveling, uh, change, a lot of change, constant, you know, because they migrate every year and they come back every year. So that might be something maybe it has a lot to do with like migration and change. Um, I did see this comment, a Facebook user. I'm sorry. I don't know who you are. said, I guess this is going back to the bear. I once had something similar happen with a mountain lion in the North Carolina Appalachian. It came right up to the, onto the porch, something like that. Like when you encounter them, like they're there for a reason. They like an, a, a an animal, an insect, a bird, they're not just going to pop into your life. And, you know, and my wife made an interesting point one time. She was like, uh, if, if, you know, you see them all the time. I said, but do you pay attention? I think that's the difference. Yeah, we know flies are around all the time. A spider is always within three feet of us at all times. And a lot of people don't know that. You literally have a spider three feet near you, whoever you are. Sure, I do. But, yeah. <laughs> You know, and use out there three feet around you. You just don't see it. They're very good at hiding. Um, but, you know, when you think about that, when you finally notice 
and pay attention and it keeps coming back and coming back. Or, it, it, you know, sometimes you'll go in a day and you'll, you'll just see something that has to do with this certain animal multiple times. And you're like, hmm, stop, think. Okay, what is this? What are they trying to teach us? Because they're a part of the earth mother. They're, they're a part of, of everything. So just pay attention to that little bit because you don't know the beautiful gem of a lesson it can give you. Um, yeah, Eve was just saying, okay, Eve, I think this is funny. Um, that they went to college on a nature preserve and geese would uh, actually chase people <laughs> and they left their regards <laughs> everywhere. So look, this goose shit in Colorado, the geese right. love to come through here. They love it. It's, 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 you know, it's geese. It's, it's just the type of place they like to be. And yeah. so they're here a lot and you go to the park in some parks and it's like goose poop yeah. everywhere. <laughs> And yeah. they like to be together. It doesn't seem to bother them, but they like to hang out together. That's the other thing. They are right. in, they're in a group. And right. so then I thought it was interesting what Brighthawk was saying. Yeah. Which is, um, they said snow goose correlates to Sag. Yeah. Loves to travel. Loves to travel. Philosophy. And of yeah. course, Brighthawk's a Sag. So. No, <laughs> totally <laughs> relating. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, so, yeah. and I would say that Sages like to be part of a group. In fact, yeah. usually they're the charming one of the group. So mm. I'm wondering if geese also like, to, you know, since geese like to be in a group, they like mm. to be part of the group. They like to have a group or a family unit. Or That's actually, yeah, because my I have a son who's Sagittarius and he's very much like that. He is literally the center of everything in a group gathering. And he is very much into, oh, everybody come over, let's have game night or everybody come over. You know, he, he's very like oriented in that way. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Very oh, here's a comment. Um, Sandy, it's been rabbits with me lately. Every time I walk out into my yard. Yeah. And, and so since the rabbits are coming, I would definitely take, you know, just take the time. You don't have to take a lot of time, but just start looking at the research on, on the science behind rabbits, you know, what, how seasonal are they? You know, what, what do they do? What is their, you know, basic life, you know, their love life? Like how do they reproduce, you know, mate? Well, we know how they reproduce, but like, you know, what are their mating strategies? Things like that, you know, look into everything because no, no little bit of information is too small. Everything is significant. Are they, um, are they in this, are they in the native, in the, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they, well, I, know I don't know if they Chinese. have, yeah, I don't know if they have, uh, oh, you know what I think I, what did we just do? We just did, um, I'm sorry, geese. Geese. geese, I think I jumped ahead, I missed one, uh, oops, oops, actually, yeah, um, <laughs> sorry, uh, Sad, sad, just partial. Also, owl. <laughs> so I kind of uh, get a little oopsie. November twenty second to December twenty first. Um, the owl. Which I mean, honestly, owls are honesty. Owls are wisdom. Owls are nocturnal. Owls are also predatorial animals. Uh, birds. Um. So yeah. So I kind of skipped that. Sorry, my bad. Because I'm kind of. It's kind of all over the place. So I'm jumping through it quickly. Okay. So that way we can uh, get a little bit about everything. Um, rabbits, I'm. It depends because it not every 
not every area has the same birth signs. Like the East Coast may be different than the West. The West may be different than the South. The South may be different from further North, like Canada or Alaska. Each area is different. So I'm sure that it is a birth totem. I don't necessarily know because I'm just going basic on here in North America, yeah. Northeast America. That's that's where I'm going. So, you know, if you're born somewhere else, it may be different. So it always varies because each tribe varied. Each medicine wheel was different. So each each representation of of a spirit guide is you know, going to be different. You know what I just uh, can totally see you doing lacrosse? What? you do good with this totem thing. Yeah. Is that you could come up with a totem set for Taino. Because I'm thinking I'm, about down there that they would have like, yeah, uh, you know, monkeys and, um, and the, well, sloth. in Central America and, and, and Caribbean. Yeah. It, there's a lot of, uh, lot to pick from. Cause I know even Puerto Rico, we're so proud of our coqui and our coqui is all of like this big, but it's this big noisemaker. And I will, you know, I, I know that each area has one. I would love to research more on, the animals that are from there, you know, because some of them were brought in. So I don't I know how that would write vary. The book. I think you could write <laughs> the book across. I, I don't you know. Could. I could take a look at it and see and see how they definitely correlate. That would definitely be a lot of work. It'd be worth the work. That would uh -huh. definitely be worth the work. You know, I have encountered, I have encountered a sloth. So just think oh, about really? that. But anyway, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, so anyway, go back to the list. Okay, so yeah, we had um, so far we've had what the bear, we've had the the raven, raven, we've had the the goose, we've had the owl, uh, we had the snake, and now I think next would be sorry, I'm zipping through because I'm gonna do this quickly. The otter, otters to me are adorable. That's January twentieth through February eighteenth. Wait, no, why do I feel like I'm missing from December? Okay, yeah, the goose was actually from December 20, 22nd to January 19th. Okay, so January 9, January 20th to February 18th is the otter. So when you think of, you know, um, what does an otter represent? That's also another builder. It's a builder. They're ridiculously independent. Um, they... They're constantly busybody working, 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 working. Thing about the otter is you have to be careful if you, you don't want to work too much and then not be able to enjoy the benefits of the fruits that you've labored for. And once again, we're talking about the good and the bad and and each um and each representation. And I think that sometimes with the otter, you gotta, you know, if you have that, you have to recognize and say, you know, what? I need to sit back. It's not always go, 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 go. It's not always build, build, build. Let me sit back. Let me take it easy for a minute. And also since it's the winter, that's a perfect time for you to sit there and say, okay, maybe I need to slow down. Maybe it's not such a hurry because nothing's really happening at the moment anyway, because it's, you know, we're in that sleep or that hibernating season, you know? So, um, yeah, also it is, uh, it's an air. It's north northeast. So that is pretty much. Do you have anything on the otter? I was trying to think about them. Um, Sandy said that. Sandy <laughs> said that would be me. I love the otters. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I 
I have encountered otters. Um, they're very adorable. Uh, I thought the way that they swam was really cool. Um, yeah. And um, they're always in pairs. They like to be, they like to have a buddy. Hmm. I don't know that they're, I don't know that it's like a male and a female together, but there's always two of them together when I would see them. Usually they would be swimming up the river. You see the little <laughs> heads go by. I actually, we were lucky enough to be on the road in the van. And here yeah. I am at my little desk that looks out of my van uh. on the uh, river in California. And these little guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you just see him swimming around. That's, you know, And it's funny that it's considered air since they're always in the water. So I find that interesting because I don't know how that will co correlate with air. So that's something I'd like to dig a little bit deeper. Oh, oh this yeah. is cute. They have a little pouch in their tummy to carry their rocks that they play with. Oh, that's yeah. pretty. Oh my that's gosh. My little, they're very playful looking. Yes. yes. They're very playful looking. They look like they're having a good time all the time yeah okay and so that's i think that was the first six was that the yeah. first six okay then we could take a quick break and then we'll come into the next six all right all right so we will see everyone in a few minutes oh wait a minute here we go support rainbow soul check out the rainbow soul merchandise for your favorite new shirt a variety of colors and styles to suit your taste. Show off your love for Rainbow Soul. Get cool designs with your favorite quotes. Designs come in a variety of colors so that you can express your most authentic self. Support Rainbow Soul in spreading the word that queer, Gender variant, intersex, transgender is sacred. Rainbow soul, putting the soul back into queer. Order your unique Rainbow Soul merchandise at rainbowsoul.show. Jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So what exactly does that mean? It is a figure of speech in reference to a person who has dabbled in many things rather than gaining expertise by only focusing on one. So much knowledge and wisdom out there at our fingertips, yet so difficult to grasp. Everything and everyone has a little piece of the truth, and it is up to us to determine what our truth is. In this busy world, creating the time, the space to nourish our bodies, mind, and soul has become a difficult task. So let's take a moment to learn something, something small, in whatever way the universe decides to reveal it. It could be someone's story, a quote, a spiritual practice, maybe a song or a movie. The opportunities are limitless and all around us if we just take a moment to see. We are all students of life experiences. So let us learn from one another. There is no right or wrong path. 
there is only your path and your journey. So let's begin our adventure and explore all the world has to offer and let us become a master of none. All right, we're back. Fabulous. Welcome Fabulous. back, everyone. Yep. Um, what's next? Well, the next one actually has been uh, a guide. Not so much. It's not obviously my birth totem because that's the crow, but it has been a huge guide recently for me, and it's the wolf. Um, the wolf is from February 19th to March 20th. Now, wolves are... Um, Definite pack animals, family oriented. Um, there are lone wolves, but wolves, but that's that's not a real common thing. Sorry, this fly. I don't know. I, I'm gonna have know. to look up this fly. He is just getting to me. <laughs> it's saying well, I'm a nuisance. No. <laughs> you know, no, you know what makes me think of any insect really. Um, but the Dalai Lama talks about how mosquitoes being as small as they are making such a huge impact yeah. on have you ever tried to sleep in the same room with a mosquito and of oh, course yeah. they're like oh that doesn't happen and so what he so he talks about bugs being such small creatures but yeah. able to make such a big impact on yeah. your experience and i think oh. that what he's i think what he's trying to say there is that even though you to, to remember that even though you might feel like a small, that you're actually making a big impact. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to figure out that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for that fly. <laughs> but yeah, no, that makes total sense. That makes total, total sense. Wisdom um, from the Buddha. I mean, wisdom go. from the Dalai Lama. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's always, oh, I love him. I just love him. Me too. Uh, yeah. But um, going to the wolf now, um, another thing that I've noticed, like people are always about leader of the pack and leader of the pack. And yeah, that's all fine. But it, what's beautiful is in the pack, each individual has a job to do. Um, yes, they have the leader and, you know, somebody has to lead, but it's not about having followers. It's more about having people who have different areas of expertise. And that's one thing that I noticed about wolves, like, um, uh, some will just go out and hunt. Some will protect the front of the, the pack. Some will protect the back of the pack. Some will protect the middle of the pack. Like everybody has a job and they know what their job is. They're content doing their job. And I think that's the whole thing is that a lot of people, they see the wolf and they just see it as this aggressor and don't realize that they are very family oriented. They're, you know, like I said, there is no lone wolf that that's not common. And if there is a lone wolf, you can guarantee in the wilderness it will die. If it's not accepted by know? another pack. Yeah, it will, I, it will. I So this was my experience as I was um, camping in, uh, pretty sure it was Utah. Sorry, mm -hmm. I RV'd around the country and sometimes you lose track of where you are. Anyway, mm -hmm. I, I think I was in Utah. And we were at this free campsite. So that means it's like BLM land. There's no right. development. There's no water. Okay. And so we're just out there camping for free. And it right. was early in the morning. I want to do my morning practice. I take my yoga mat down to the water, just a few steps away from where we're camping. And I'm sitting there meditating. And I'm not shitting you, but a wolf hmm. walks up to the water 
and looks to his right at me mm-hmm. and then of course gets scared jumps over the water and takes off in the in the tall grass yeah yeah and i'll tell you what by the time i processed that it was a wolf he was gone <laughs> right 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 so he was fast and i wondered like is he with another wolf but i don't know like he i don't know if he would warn the other wolf somehow yeah that's the kind of thing that i was wondering about so i did read there was a um park thing nearby like it was at a park that had a thing that said sometimes wolves are there we were at the national parks in utah and i'm just saying that those they said something about that the wolves usually travel in a group but that's yeah sometimes they are alone yeah well yeah they would laugh I, well, see, that's the thing is, is you don't know if he was a scout. You don't know if he was out like surveying, like if he was just seeing if it's safe for the rest of the pack to go. I mean, like I said, usually lone wolves don't last because they don't, they, they have to do it all. They have to hunt. They have to, you know, they can't do it all. And they, they normally, they have to be within a pack to survive. You know, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it's just not really common. It's not really heard of. Yeah. Yeah. Mike. Mike is saying he might have been a ranger or a scout who patrols the yeah. borders of Packland because there yeah. was no other wolves, and I didn't hear any yeah. howling or yeah. anything. I I did hear howling the night before, but right. you often hear coyotes and stuff like that out there. Right. So, um, huh. yeah. You know. Definitely. Definitely. So I mean, I that that's been like a big thing with me lately. Um, because like I've I've been so family oriented and so and now that my 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 children have left the house, it's it's harder to be in the pack because my pack is I guess expanded out and now they made their own pack, so it's it's just my pack getting smaller I guess I don't know <laughs> but yeah don't worry there's a, there'll be other people that come along that can make up your pack oh so, yeah definitely that's how I always see it there's a yeah. Whole- you know, you get to meet new people and you get to get new packages. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. So now moving into March 21st to April 19th is the Falcon. Now, um, Falcons, once again, bird of prey. Um, they fly very high. They um, are definitely, uh, how do you say? They, well, they're a bird of prey. They, they hunt. They kill, they feed. Um, I don't really myself know a lot about the falcon. I know that they're, well, here it's basically saying visionaries who quest for wisdom gives wings to their soul, which makes sun, sense. Um, so in the medicine wheel, its lesson is to let go of the ego. That's very interesting. Um, but I myself, if anybody has any ideas on what they think a falcon can represent, because... I mean, I don't know all of them. I'm just like, like I could go through it and say, oh, I know this about this animal. I know that about that bird, but I don't know it all. This is always a learning process and a journey. The first thing I think about with the falcon is the the perspective, which yeah. also happens with like eagles and hawks. Yeah. But um, like, you know, sometimes Bright, Bright Hawk will even say, I want to get a hawk perspective on. Right. And I think that's just like a, like, I want to see the whole thing, you know? And so I was, um, so I'm thinking that maybe the Falcon people have a way of getting sort of up above things 
yeah. and seeing the whole picture. And that could give them different perspective on things. Because sometimes, right. especially when we're triggered, like we're upset or something, we get really minute on the details. Right. Um, at least I do. And that might have something to do, you know, with being a Virgo bear type person. Right. But, you know, but the but the Falcon can get, I would imagine, could get a better perspective. That that makes Ooh. a lot of sense. Because in the Taino, we like our our sacred bird is the red tail hawk. <clears throat> and it can actually fly, I think, out of all the birds, it, it can fly the highest um, and can even see higher than the lower bird's perspective. So that's why it's considered so sacred because it can fly so high. So, yeah, that makes total sense that it's about perspective and how they would they would look at situations. And if you're seek, seeking wisdom, the first thing you're going to want to do is see perspective. You know, you're not just going to want to see one point of view. You're going to want to see them all. You know, so yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That definitely makes a lot of sense. All right. Now, next up we have this one I actually encountered not too long ago. It's the beaver. It's from April 20th to May 20, May 20th. Um, they are another one's unstoppable with work, unstoppable with work. Um, I was actually, I was going to pick up my medication and right in the field, field in the middle of nowhere. Like it was just this beaver, but there was like a drain not too far and I could see him. He's going and then he has a mouthful and he's running over somewhere else. I says, he's trying to stop up that drain, you know? And what I love about the beaver, no matter how big the situation may be, they build a way to, I guess, to deal with it. You know, they always have a way that they, um, like they keep putting and investing and investing and investing until they can sit there and build up that dam. And they are ones who do see the fruits of their labor because once they're done with the dam, that's it. Now we're going to sit here and look at it, you know, and I've always appreciated beavers, you know, I guess I got the otter and the beaver a little confused because the otters play. So I guess I'm a little wrong on the otters because they do love to play. Um, beavers work, 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 and then they enjoy it, you know? So, um, Oh, here we go. Uh, here's a comment. When hawks are mating overhead, it is good luck for long-lasting marriage below. Ooh. Do they that mate? Is interesting. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do they mate <laughs> in the air? Like, I I'm didn't know like, that. Do they get the part of the Mile High Club? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's oh, here's a good one. Recently, I learned the ravens and wolves will form working relationships. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. The raven will let wolves know about recently dead animals, and the wolves will leave scraps for the ravens in payment of thanks. That is 100%. They do war, basically work hand in hand. That is definitely true. Now, of course, sadly, that won't work in the city. A dog is not going to help a crow, and a crow is not going to help a dog, but... Definitely out there and in real wilderness, they do work hand in hand. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing because the bird will go way up ahead. And it will scout and look and, you know, now if you're a lone wolf, that's the way to go. Let me tell you, have a raven ahead of you and make sure that they're guiding you to some type of food, you know. Yeah. And, and I was I was just thinking about my dog and I have, we have a lot of ravens and I guess the uh, ravens here. Crows um, have a straight beak. Ravens are hooked, and ravens are much larger than crows. Okay, they're definitely bigger. Yeah. So 
Yeah, so there's a raven. The ravens fly around here all the time. And uh, they like to mess with my dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. They're tricksters. They're tricksters. All in all, they are tricksters. You know, um, now, uh, one thing, okay, one of the lessons that the beaver does teach is to become more open-minded. So that is one of the lessons that usually are to be taught. Um, I think Eve had another comment. They have a mating dance. Yeah. Friends actually. Yeah. The, the hawks. Okay. Yes. So the hawks have a mating dance. Friends actually do a couple who got married outside. And hawks were mating a hawk. Wow. I've never seen that. Have you, LaCrosse? No, never. That would be a sight to see. That would definitely be a sight to see. Okay. Um, deer. Deer totem, May 21st through June 20th. Okay, deers are beautiful because they're they're so gentle. They are very gentle and they're like there is a beauty to them and a kindness to them with with people who have that birth um thing. I my wife, I in one of the different ones, she is a deer and every I always think of her when I think of these things because of the kindness and the gentleness and the way that she is, um, especially with people. She just has an amazing way about her where me as the crow, I just, I don't have that. I'm, I'm the, you know, <laughs> the spaz and she's just the gentle one. Hi, is everybody doing okay? You know? Um, but yeah, they are, they're very passionate. And I think it says here, they love passionately and completely. Now, I think it says the lesson, the lesson to learn is to become less anxious and more grounded. They're also very cautious, very, very cautious, because when you think a predator is coming by, you know, what, there's always that thing, deer in the middle of the headlights, they stop, they're cautious, they're always aware of their surroundings, you know, and that's actually a good quality. The bad quality would to become too anxious and too skittish about everything. So, you know, I think that the deer, deer definitely has some pretty interesting lessons to learn. I was, I was thinking about when, you know, I don't, some people know this, some people don't, but when you go to a national park, the animals there are usually less skittish. They're less yeah. afraid. Um, cause there's nobody hunting. Okay? Yeah. You're not allowed to shoot a gun. So they don't have that. Okay. And right. most of them don't have predators. So just recently when we were at Black Canyon National Park here in Colorado, um, there was a deer, you know, in our camp area just outside the park. And the the deer was just like, I mean, our dog is barking at it. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just eating. Not amazed. Not it. amused. And it's just looking at the dog like, whatever and then it and then after a few minutes she gets a little annoyed and yeah. she walks around our rv our van right and, right and then goes and eats somewhere else lets me film her mm. lets me follow her nice. and everything i don't get real close but she's she's cautious right. she lets me get close enough to get good pictures and video right but, um but you know she she was not that concerned. You know, most of the time, like you think of like a dog barks at yeah. a, a deer, the deer's going to take off. Run off. Yeah. Uh, 
and just early, but here's the messed up part. It's just the day before Charlie had been reprimanded for chase, for chasing a, a wild deer. He's not allowed yeah. to do that, okay? And mm. so he got reprimanded by me. Yeah. And he did stop. He stopped immediately and came to me. It was a great learning moment for my dog. Right. We don't chase deer, you know what I mean? And um, and I was like wondering if it was the same deer. Like she's like, yeah, <laughs> you're not allowed to chase me. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you got in trouble. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. That's great. That is great. Yeah. So a deer, uh the deer that come through our yard are usually very gentle. Um, what I do notice about deer is their family units. Yes. Yes, they have very interesting family units. Like absolutely, like a couple of females, one or two males. Bucks, the bucks come out first, and they sort of scout. Like yeah, just like the wolf does, and yeah. then the females come uh, with the babies. Especially in the spring, you'll see a lot of babies. You know, little yeah, babies. yeah, <laughs> definitely a bunch of little bambies. Um, yeah. Here, I mean, they we see a lot like as you go further into South in the city, um, literally you could end up seeing one like five blocks away. I'm in the inner city, but if you walk about five blocks South, you'll see them in the cemetery. You'll see them because there's, there's the County park and that's another place you can't hunt there. So a lot of them hang out at the County park, you know, yeah. Well, Pittsburgh is like that too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but something about Pennsylvania yeah. and their wildlife. <laughs> Well, here's a comment. We have a rather large herd that hangs out on my property. It's not uncommon to see them multiple times per week. That's beautiful. Yeah, I think that's just beautiful. Okay, what are we up next? I think the next one is the woodpecker. Now, let me find (laughs) Yeah, the woodpecker. I always think of Woody Woodpecker. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, me too. Okay, June 21st. Through July, I mean, June 21st through July 21st. Now, they are kind community, kind-hearted community, and family caretakers. 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 Um, Though possessive woodpeckers, love is utterly devoted and faithful. Now, the lesson they teach is to how to let things go. Now, woodpeckers, that's another thing I don't really know a lot outside of they just bang their head and peck at a hole to make a hole. Um... I don't really know a lot about them. So if anybody has, well, any, I know they're like, eating. I know that their, their uh, relationship with the trees is a little mm-hmm. symbiotic because okay. they eat um, parasites off. That's what they're eating. That's ah. what they're, at. they're eating. They're trying to get to their food, which is just beyond the bark, you know, oh, and out neat. here, out here in Colorado, woodpeckers are super important because yeah. they eat the beetle bug which is the one that is killing the trees and creating easier fires. Okay. Yeah. Because the stuff pretty much turns to kindling once that bug gets a hold of it. Yeah. Although the yeah. interesting thing about that bug is that it leaves little tracks under the um, bark. But huh. the but that's that's from what I understand about woodpeckers is um, they're that's why they're very important in, and they live almost everywhere actually. Yeah. It, there's different types, but they mostly live everywhere. And if you've ever witnessed one, that's what they're doing. They're pecking to get food and the parasites are getting parasites that aren't usually good for the tree. 
so um so it's you know symbiotic relationship with the tree very interesting birds have a lot of that going on though so yeah Yeah. birds tend to have symbiotic relationships with trees because that's where they live right yeah. No, definitely. Woodpeckers okay. are, I don't know if you've ever felt one fly over your head. They're bigger than you think they are. No, I've I've never I've sadly I've like I've seen one like at a distance, but I've never when yeah, they fly, never. you're just you're just kind of like, whoa, it's just a little yeah. bigger than you think they are. They're kind of yeah. like uh ravens like that, you know? And ravens oh, okay. are real big when they oh, yeah. fly towards you, you're like, whoa, <laughs> okay, right? You know, and that's Woodpeckers kind of have that. Oh, that's neat. That's neat. We'll see. There, see, we're all learning here. We are all learning. Now we are down to the last one, July 22nd to August 22nd, the salmon. Now, salmon is people navigate life with contagious enthusiasm and inspiring generosity of spirit. Though egotistic, salmon's love is lavish and, and given with a noble heart. Now, the lesson of the salmon is to dial it down, you know, just take it down a notch. That's what, what a lot of people should be learning. But salmon, aren't they the ones that swim upstream? Only right? when they're going to lay their eggs. Okay. So okay. they usually salmon, I'm pretty sure they, you know, they grow up in the spring when they're born and they mm-hmm. follow down this river and they go out into the ocean or whatever. And mm-hmm. then when it's time, they come back to their original place that they were yeah. born, which this is the most fascinating part because they always come back to the exact same tributary that they were born in. Interesting. And and scientists don't know why. Huh. And, or even, even the capability that the fish remembers where they were born. Wow. And so that then they swim upstream and that's when the bears... Um, you know, it's a harder swim for right. them, but and not all of most of them actually, a lot of them don't make it. And mm-hmm. these days it's getting harder and harder for them, but right. yeah, so salmon swim upstream and then the bears catch them. Um, salmon are fascinating to me, yeah, they're fascinating creatures. Um, you know, I, I have learned to appreciate the meat of a salmon right. and the abundance that salmons represent because right. that's why the bears eat them because there's usually used to be an abundance of them like more than any other fish and wow like some fish if you guys are not educated about this i encourage you to be so just look it up um there are some fish that are older than you are and you're eating wow Wow. And salmon are not like that. Okay. Salmon mm. are, and I don't know that we should be farming them, but we are. But salmon, mm. the wild salmon that, you know, swim upstream and everything like that, they have a special energy about them. Mm. And uh, there's definitely a difference between a farm salmon and a fresh salmon. And I would say that salmon, um, they represent not only abundance but sustainability. Right. Because right. if we were taking care of our planet, we could all eat salmon every day and be and we wouldn't yeah. hurt the environment if that makes yeah. sense. 
Um, so that's, that's really what I've, and I, and maybe that's because of my background with the Oregon indigenous, uh, the, the reading that I've done with the Oregon indigenous peoples. I don't know, but right, right. that's what they feel like to me. They feel like abundance and sustainability. Right. Right. And a, harm, a harmonious relationship. Like they kind of try to remind you every year of the harmony between humans. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That's beautiful. I think, uh, Eric, I always interpret the salmon to meaning going on, no matter the odds or things stacked against you continue on and don't give up the fight. Yeah. I definitely. definitely and that's what's going that. on right now. Yeah. That's what's going on with them. Like as far as the environmental yeah. like crisis goes. Exactly. In our world. That, in fact, you know, that's one of the big things that we can thank all of the indigenous tribes nationwide and worldwide yeah. is that a lot of the indigenous tribes are reminding us how important it is for us all to harvest a natural relationship, a naturally healthy relationship with Mother Nature. And that yeah. means in harmony. And um, I think we've forgotten what that can look like. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we're going to actually, we're going to be leaving the time of the woodpecker and we're going to be going into the time of the salmon. So I think at this time, it would be a good time to really like look into the woodpecker, even though it's the ending part and we're going to be going into the salmon, um, like just take whatever lessons we can get from the woodpecker and then start researching the salmon as we go into that point for within the next month. You know, it's like the same thing with astrology. As you go into the astrology, you know, people are just like, oh, okay, we're shifting from, what is it, cancer now? Wait, no. We're Wait, no, with right cancer. Now. Cancer. So now next we're going to be going into, I think it's, uh, Le wait, Leo. Oh, Leo. We're going into Leo. So it's the, you know, it's the same thing, you know, as you start feeling that energy from, from that, from that Zodiac, same thing with the animals, you know, you start feeling that energy from these animals and these guides and start taking them with you. Because even, even though you don't have to look at it just as, oh, okay, this was my birth and this is what I have to focus on. These it's every month, there's a different one, you know? So learn each one and start adapting it to you at that time. No different than the moon. The moon is in what? You know, it'll be in this Zodiac. Oh, then I got to prepare for this. Or, you know, we're coming into this season. I got to prepare for that. What's the same thing with these animals? You know, so. Yeah, I think that's really, I think that's really cool to think of it in an animal sort of way. I mean, mm -hmm. Chinese astrology does a very similar thing. Um, it, you know, um, Chinese astrology, I, I've, I, I enjoy Chinese astrology. <clears throat> And I've looked up, you know, like I'm a, I'm a wooden rabbit. Um, so like earth rabbit or something like that. Right, so, right. Um, and it does, it does fit me. So I find that Chinese astrology is kind of a similar way. And I think that that's interesting that they use animals. Yeah, um, yeah. Much like the indigenous people did. Yeah. Absolutely. And like I said, this is just a quick, like, this doesn't even scratch the surface. You could literally do hours and hours and hours on end with just one. You know, it's it's just it's insane. So um so but it was fun going through yeah, all the different ones. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> so, but I'm hoping that it'll pique people's interest to want to, you know, learn more and, you know, just get out there and start researching them because there's just so much gems out there. There's just so many gems. I'm always on the lookout for, for something. Like every time <laughs> I leave my house, I'm looking, okay, what do you want to, you have to tell me today? Because I need some lessons in my life. You know, yeah, and I watch a lot of uh, David Attenborough. Um, you know, I find that he's incredibly intelligent. I love his mm. movies, his documentaries. Yeah. yeah, and I find that that's like actually my preferred. If I'm gonna watch TV, that's what I'm gonna watch. Yeah, documentary, yeah. and usually it's David Attenborough. I don't know why he's a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's great. Yeah. And you you have to appreciate his passion for the earth. So oh yeah. His, however, I think the man is like ninety something. Oh. So he has however many years experience, and he's still doing it, man. You just have to rock on with that man. I had a I had a beautiful conversation with my my youngest because she's just into frogs, like just loves frogs. And you know, we're sitting at the table, and I said, "Okay, well, what did you learn about the frog?" They jump, and I'm like. Okay, we all know that. And I'm like, what did you learn? I said, have you researched that? You know, because this is something to instill in the children too, because they're the next ones. They're, they're, they're taking the world now. And she just kind of looked at me and I said, because she's like, oh, that's what she said. It's my spirit guide. I said, do you know what that even means? I said, that's very sacred for my people. And for you to just say that, you know, you have to, you have to respect that. And it ended up in a beautiful conversation. And now she's just like learning everything about the frog and how can she apply it to her life? And it's such a beautiful thing to watch these children start taking the reins of that, you know, yeah, and you're never too I've, old I've, to start learning them. Yeah. Right. Oh, Eric, um, Eric said, I've been seeing a bunch of foxes lately. Like I've had on this property my entire life and haven't seen this amount of foxes mm. before in my life. You know, it's funny, Eric, um, the foxes were showing up here in our neighborhood. Someone mm. took a picture just around the corner of like a group of fox. Wow. And it was a whole video and everything. The foxes are playing in the middle of, uh, it's a dirt road in our neighborhood, you know. Yeah. But, um, and it's kind of suburban-like and it's dirt roads. But the, yeah. the, the foxes are like, rolling around in the Aww. dirt like they're like jumping over each other and throwing rocks at each other <laughs> and you were like yeah. i never knew fox could be so oh playful, playful. i I've yeah. never seen them that many together yeah like a whole pack of them like wow. you know like it was probably i think i counted close to a dozen of them wow all together in the front of this guy's house on the road on the dirt road you know so oh robert robert white said that david attenborough is 96 <laughs> holy cow wow yeah i so, mean they're, they're coming there i mean i would definitely start learning about them and their habitat how they like i said everything you can get your hands on to learn about them so that way you can figure out how you can apply that in your life because that's the whole thing it's it, they show up so they teach us a soul correction or a lesson or something so that you can take into your life and become more like them because you know we're, we're supposed to be the more evolved and we we don't have nothing on them you know let's be real we don't have anything on them so there's so much for us to learn from them 
and it's very humbling when you do get that lesson, you know, so. I agree. And uh, I've really appreciated the hummingbirds coming up to me recently. They've been yeah. here. Um, and I don't know if you've ever had a close encounter with a hummingbird, but um, mm. they're kind of intense because they have that buzzing yeah. sort of sound, but they're much bigger than a bee, of course. And <laughs> they, they sometimes will come kind of close to me. Uh, I don't know if it's because we both wear bright clothes and they think we're a flower or what, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So um, yeah. Hummingbirds are actually really uh, good omens for travel. Yeah. By the way, if a hummingbird, <laughs> hummingbird landed on my head. Oh, nice. Twice in my life. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. <laughs> Yeah, so hummingbirds are really powerful. They're really like kind of intense little creatures. Um, when you witness them, we have like a little hummingbird feeder. And you just, first of all, the amount of sugar that they get on a course of a day, and they need that much sugar. Yeah. To, yeah. Their, little, their little wings are on a motor. Well, their metabolism is around. insane. Yeah. Their metabolism <laughs> yeah, is insane. Yeah, they're just crazy little birds, man. And they're beautiful, like yeah. breathtaking when you see the males. Yeah. And just amazing. Just, I love them. I love hummingbirds. Yeah. So, I think that we have like birth totems. And then have you ever noticed that during the cycles of your life that like first you're in like, let's just say there was a time I kept being called to moose. And then all of a sudden I was called to move to Colorado and I was like, oh wait, moose live in Colorado. <laughs> and I realized that, and, and moose had a lot to do with like wisdom yeah. and um, steady, quiet, calm energy. And yeah. that's exactly where I was at the time. And when I was brewing that, I was called to Colorado. And so right. have you ever noticed different stages of your life that oh, animals sort of sort of dominates that stage of your life. Absolutely. I mean, your your birth one is with you throughout your entire life. It, it's And you're, there's always a new lesson to learn. But then you have what you call your guides. You know, I, I prefer to call them guides. You know, they come in and they're like, hey, look this direction. You know, I'm coming to you for a reason because there's a lesson. Once again, a lesson or a soul correction or let you or confirmation. It could be them telling you, you know what? You're going in the right direction. You know, and the whole thing is, is paying attention and learning to embrace the animal and love that animal and respect that animal. Um, and, and it doesn't even have to be a, a, an animal. It could be a fish. It could be a bird. It could be an insect. It, they come for a reason. Once again, it, they, they're not there for no reason. It's just because we, we know the animals exist. We know they all exist, but once again, we don't pay attention. If you pay attention, then you can see what they're trying to tell you and the lessons that they're trying to tell you. You know, and I've had so, I mean, I can't even count how many guides I've had from orca killer whales to Bengal tigers, to the wolf, to horses, to like it, it, every year it was a different, different way of me learning because we're constantly evolving and changing, you know, and they're, they come in for, a, some come in for a season and some will stay for a while, you know, some will stay for a few years. Yeah. And, and it, like the wolf has been with me for a few years, but even with the wolf, you can get multiple ones. It's not just one. You could get a horse come in. You could get a ladybug show up, you know, 
and just pay attention. Robert White. Oh, we, you missed Robert, that one. You, you missed. We already you missed it. You know, Robert White. <laughs> just go ask the Dalai Lama. He'll tell you yep. all about their yep. big impacts for such a little guy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, here's one more by Eric. I've noticed as we go through our lives, certain chapters have very have way different sides or things completely out of left field for a season that we look upon later and be like, wow, that's the reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm still uh, wondering about that wolf, Eric. I still think about it. Hmm. Um, it was it was it was during my travels and um I'm not really sure what it was about. Was it trying to, yeah. you know, uh, I don't, I don't know, but it was the spookiest. Uh, it was very spooky to have that happen. Cause yeah. I was not expecting anything like that. Right. 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 <laughs> uh, and he just, and I think I spooked him as much as he spooked me. Hmm. And, um, and he recognized me and then he just quickly jumped off. Yeah. So I wonder about the wolf, you know, like what do wolves mean across? Wolves, wolves are just, they're just a vast amount of things that they mean. Um, as much but as I, I definitely them, know about like the family pack and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is a, there's a, it depends. Cause there's also, you know, the females, the males, um, the, uh, people don't think a female cannot become an alpha. Yes, they definitely can become an alpha. Uh, and the male, a beta. I mean, roles can reverse. Anything can happen. It's so fluid within a pack. You know, it's it's whoever is the strongest is the one that leads. And another thing is, is you have to look at the circumstance. He was there just drinking water. He was just there. He could have been scouting. He was just drinking water. He saw you got startled. That could be just a situation in life where you're just doing your everyday thing and something because you just as much as he was unexpected to you, you were unexpected to him. So I guess it's realizing the unexpected in life as it comes. You could be doing the mundane things. You could just be doing something simple as, you know, him. He was drinking water. That was mundane for him. And then he sees you. Oh, wait. Now he got scared and he ran. You have to determine, are you going to be scared and run or are you going to face it? You know? Yeah. And then I was so, also looking at what Eve said. Maybe it was trying to show you the need to be in pack if you were more isolated. Yeah, Eve, that was kind yeah. of going on at the time. I was right. struggling with my family connections as well as some other connections. Uh Especially since I left Pennsylvania, some people were totally cool with it, and yeah. some people uh, not so much. And I think that was probably going on at the time. Right, and and also I I want to also reiterate each. You have your basic of what the the animals may mean, but it's more a one on one, because what could mean to one person the wolf, it will mean something completely different to somebody else. There is no, you know, there, there, there is a baseline, but at the end of the day, it's circumstance. It's how that, how it came to you. Why did it come to you? What's going on in your life? There are multi different facets as to why you have to really look at that. You know, I, I don't, I don't like to keep it too generic because you don't know the story. It's not telling you the same story. It's telling me. You right. Know, sure. The, so. I do like what Sandy said. Mm. Sand, I do resonate. That was definitely mm. going on for me too at the time. Yeah. 
Wolf, uh, Sandy said, Wolf is right. a symbol of freedom. I was definitely feeling very free. I just, right. you know, it was great. I loved being on the road. Um, it was very much about, I had a lot, I had really good intuition on the road. You have, you end up sort of honing in your intuition because right. your home is moving with you. Right. And then uh, conquering fears, for sure. I was doing that every day, living on the road. Wolf is a pathfinder with extraordinary powers of self-reliance and endurance. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the wolf spirit animal also represents loyalty and companionship. Mm -hmm. I am a pretty loyal person, and um, I think I'm a pretty good companion. And <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with I agree with both you and Robert White are saying yeah for one person, and I think that's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. I really like this. I really like talking about totems. I love talking about animals. I love animals. Yeah. So I'm kind of like you, Lacrosse. If I see an animal, I want to go home and research it, right. look it up. You know, understand it. Yeah, yeah. And I've encountered, you know, uh, all kinds of animals. So yeah. I, I, I really appreciate that kind of thing. And I do think yeah. about the bugs. You know, <laughs> this morning I was outside doing my yoga, and this little bug kept coming up on my mat. And I was like, hey, dude, could you just not come up here? Because you bite. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. the thing is, is that you bite, man. And yeah, um, yeah. he came up one more time and then he was like, all right. And he moved yeah. on. And I just think that you can kind of have a conversation. You know, uh, we had a bat living outside of our door uh -huh. uh, under our deck. It's like our back door. Um, and there was a bat, like, hmm. it, dug itself into the rocks. It's a little bat. Scared wow. the shit out of Bright Hawk because <laughs> it was, <laughs> because she thought, because, you know, it just, she yeah. didn't expect to see a bat. And um, and then uh, she had a conversation with it and yeah. coming back to it a couple of times over a day or so and being like, I think you should move on to maybe some rocks or something. <laughs> I don't want you to get stuck because it was right over the back door. It could fly wow. in the house. Yeah. So yeah. we were like, oh no. And so then, um, um, and and then eventually it just left. Just right. Like right. It left as fast as it came, and then she quickly filled it up with cement because it was just a little indent in our right. rock, the rock around the. Uh, house in the brick yeah. and, stuff, and it was like oh man so but it was a bat it was like a small mm. bat yeah so yeah i think you can have a conversation with animals i think oh, you yeah. can uh i think you could be you know and you can definitely uh take meaning in their visits yeah um so i would agree with you on that i definitely live that way too and i think that's kind of how to live a magical life yeah right yeah Absolutely, 100%. Because at the end of the day, once again, it's all this connection to the earth. It's all energy connecting. We are all connected. The bugs, even though that fly is annoying me, but that fly is connected. We're all interconnected. He's just reminding you of how, yep. how big your impact can be. And speaking yeah. of very cool gender bender people, just the other day, um, I was listening to Eddie Izzard. Hmm. And he's a great comedian, so I encourage you guys to check check them out if you want hmm. to. And they were just saying about how 
you can choose how you live your life every day. Absolutely. And uh, choosing to live a magical life is, um, in my opinion, you know, you can choose how you live your day yeah. and how you live your life. And so if you have that you that we are that that life doesn't mean anything. What it means is whatever you put into it. Right. That's what life means. It means what you make it mean. So you you're responsible for adding meaning to your life if you need meaning in your life. Exactly. And so I thought that was a very interesting thing for them to present during their comedies <laughs> during oh. their comedy act. But he managed to do it in a really better way than I just did. So, you know, um, check check them out. Um, he Absolutely. doesn't care what his pronouns are, just so you know. <laughs> uh, I've checked into it, but he, they, it seems to be the most appropriate. So I'm going to do a tarot reading for everybody. Are you ready to do our tarot reading? All right. And I've been shuffling the cards while we've been chatting here. And I'm going to pull three cards for you guys. The first card is what we've been dealing with in the past. And, you know, this card is really beautiful. And I'm just going to pull the light down a little bit so you can get a good look at it. And if you take a look at it, you can see that this person is kind of underwater. And they appear to be a, sort of a sage almost, like a wise person. Excuse me. And um, on top of their head, floating in the water is a boat right? Right on the edge of the water. And this is very much about, and what kind of boat is it? But it's a sailboat. And this is the King of Cups. So the King of Cups, the King of Cups, sorry for my dog. He's got something to say. Charlie's got to say it. Okay, Charlie. Thank you. Come here. Thank you very much, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, he just wanted to let us know that somebody was here. So the the boat is a sailboat, and it, it's all about sailing away with your mind. And it's also about controlling the way your mind is going, making choices about it. So pay attention to your emotions and your mind and how the two go together. So that's really what this is about. And it's a reminder of the good things that you've done that have helped you uh, sail your mind into the right places, right? You know, like um, like having a magical life that can help you. And, you know, even finding meaning in animals and stuff like that can really help you. And uh, so that's what the first card is about. Now, this next card is the right now. And this is the five of swords, which is very much about, it is also about secret energy. Okay, this is about sometimes people in the background that don't exactly mean well for you. And I'm not going to joke. There's definitely people out there that, that hate queers, for instance. And this is about standing up against them. This is about standing for who you are. This is about being who you are anyway. And unapologetically queer, however you present that, okay? Whether you're gay, whether you're lesbian, whether you're non-binary, gender non-conforming, transgender, or however gender fluid, however it comes to you. And that's exactly what this is all about. This is about standing up and being who you are, even against 
the secret enemies in the background. Because if you notice, they have very little power on this amazing Andro character with the sword. And the sword is not only about thoughts, but it's also about actions and how you put those thoughts and actions into your life. And the final card is the magician, which is all about, it's all about being uniquely who you are and offering your gift, living life as full as it is and giving what you're here to give. We're all here to experience life in its fullness. We're supposed to have meaning in our life. We're supposed to get, you know, be connected with nature, animals. And we're also supposed to offer our gift to the world, whether it be to animals, to nature, or to other humans. Whatever the gift is, it's a gift. And you are unique in your ability to offer the gift in which you have it. So I want to encourage you to bring forth your most, most authentic self, because really, in the end, that's what's most important. So remember to keep on those mind tricks of managing your emotions and sailing yourself into the right direction. Okay, that's the first card. The second card was all about standing up for yourself, being unapologetically you in whatever way or fashion you need to and stepping forward with your rights and also um, presenting yourself in the most authentic way that you can, offering your gift in all, all the parts of you because all parts of you are sacred, I promise, even the queer parts. So. <laughs> good reading, good reading. Thanks. That's actually one of my favorite cards, the magician card. <laughs> I think it's like a yeah. drag queen. Like a drag queen. <laughs> I don't know. A Go bearded queen. Like a, yeah. Yeah. Like a yak, yak drag queen or something. <laughs> um, totally, totally uniquely, you know. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> so, yeah, I saw the comment about Charlie. Is Charlie serving as a dog toad? I'm saying, don't be afraid to use your voice. <laughs> when you feel the need yeah. true true so well, well <laughs> i hope everybody enjoyed that um hopefully little nuggets will be back soon so and yeah we might be experimenting with the format of the show so if yeah. you have any suggestions or things that you'd like to see with me in the cross let us know because we are experimenting with some formats of the show and trying some new things out so yeah. let us know feedback. Um, let us know if you like those astrology updates once a month. Um, that's something I've been thinking about doing and just seeing uh, how that works for Rainbow Souls. So yeah. thank you, Lacrosse, for bringing oh. this beautiful topic about totems. And it's been totally awesome. I think it's a lot of fun. I appreciate you. Thank you. Same. Thank and you. thank you, Eve and Robert and Sandy and Eric and everyone that's tuning in to the show. Mike, um, thank you all for tuning into the show and listening tonight. And thank you for sharing it and subscribing and things like that. We appreciate that. Yeah. It really does help us out. Okay. Eve says uh, they love the astrology. Great. 
Good. We're thinking about doing some more with that, Eve. We're glad you enjoy it. So, um, anyway, good night, my friends. Good night. We appreciate you. <laughs> good Happy night, night, and we love you. Have a good day. Good night. Bye. Thank you for watching Rainbow Soul. We are so grateful for your presence and listening in this past hour. Be sure you're subscribed and get notifications so you can join us and catch us every Sunday night here live. We appreciate you sharing, commenting, reacting, and inviting others to the show. This is a show for you. So tell us, who would you like to see on the next show? What topics inspire you? You can always find replays, more about the hosts, blog posts, merchandise, information about games and contests, and social media links at rainbowsoul.show. We love to show our gratitude with fun and games and contests with prizes that celebrate who we are as a community. Rainbow Soul holds the intention to explore consciousness and spirituality in cultures with a deep reverence for cultural roots, equality, and inclusion. We are always striving to recognize the spiritual medicine available to all of us in the modern world. We hope that you walk away knowing that you are perfectly valid in whatever identity you embrace for yourself and that you are sacred just as you are. Thank you so much for tuning in to Rainbow Soul. In the land of Africa, there lives a hippo who learns to overcome being different through an ecstatic dance experience. Sometimes life is sweet, and sometimes life stings. It's up to you to decide. What are you willing to be? asks the honeybee. The firefly reminds us that only you can shine your light. The butterfly speaks of the wonder of transformation, while the moon helps the hippo feel a confident glow. Find out what happens in a hippo dance trance. This beautifully illustrated book presents expressive artwork through gender-neutral characters that deliver messages about being yourself, perspective, and personal transformation. Order today at brighthawkproductions.com.